On today's episode, another massive deal was made yesterday around the NHL as Vladimir Tarasenko was acquired by the New York Rangers. I'll talk about the effects of that deal on Patrick Kane, and I'll also get into a preview of tonight's matchup with the Coyotes. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please make sure to go and show some support. First, by following the podcast, make sure to download all of the latest episodes. That helps me out tremendously. And you're also going to want to be sure to leave me a review because for those who still may be unaware at this point, I'll be giving away two free Blackhawks tickets to a game sometime in the second half of the regular season. And all you got to do in order to qualify first you got to leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, and you're going to want to be sure to drop the name of your YouTube channel in that review as well, because the second thing you need to do is you have to subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. You have to do both if you want to qualify for those two free tickets, so make sure to go do that. Also, while you're checking out the channel, if you haven't already subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube already, make sure to smash the like button down below on today's video. Go and comment down below as to how you're feeling about Patrick Kane's status as we're just three weeks away from the NHL trade deadline. And last but certainly not least, go and ring that bell, turn on the push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, enough of that. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thanks as always for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. Before I get into uh, the Blackhawks meeting with the Arizona Coyotes tonight, Blackhawks fans, before I get into a preview of that matchup, I first got to talk about the major news that went down yesterday, which was Vladimir Tarasenko getting traded by the St. Louis Blues to the New York Rangers, which likely takes New York out of the Patrick Kane sweepstakes. The official deal, by the way, for those who may not have seen yet, was Vladimir Tarasenko and Nico Mikola in exchange for a conditional 2023 first-round pick. The Rangers will either um, send their own pick or Dallas's first-round pick that they have acquired. The Blues will get the later of those two first-round picks, along with a conditional fourth-round pick that'll also become a third if the Rangers make the playoffs, and Sammy Blay and Hunter Skinner. The Blues also did retain 50% of Vladimir Tarasenko's contract in this deal, by the way, which is also relevant for us Blackhawks fans, because you can expect the Hawks front office to do the same if Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves wind up getting traded. Um, But there you have it, Blackhawks fans. Major moves really are starting to be made across the NHL right now. We've seen Bo Horvat get acquired from uh, the Vancouver Canucks by the New York Islanders. And now another big gun has been checked off the list as Tarasenko has been dealt by the Blues. Um, But the first thing that I kind of thought of when I saw this deal go down, other than, uh, well, 
Obviously, the Rangers probably aren't going to be in on Patrick Kane at this point, considering I think they have like $90,000 in cap space right now. Um, Only have one first round pick left, too. It just doesn't seem likely that the Blackhawks and the Rangers are going to get a deal done, at least for Patrick Kane. But the other thing that came to my mind was how this deal in particular kind of should serve as a reminder for us Blackhawks fans that, fortunately, Chicago just isn't going to be getting the bag for Patrick Kane. That's just not the scenario we're in right now. And trust me, this is a guy who would love to get three first-round picks from Patrick Kane. Just not going to happen given everything that's involved in this deal, his contract status, um, yada, 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 the whole no-movement clause thing. No one's going to be giving up three first-round picks for Patrick Kane at the deadline here. It's just not going to happen. I've always said what made the most sense to me, obviously, you would think if Kane's going to waive his no movement clause, he'd be waiving it to uh, a Stanley Cup contender, probably. Meaning, I think the Blackhawks would get two first round picks in exchange for Patrick Kane from that team because they'd be later first round picks. I think that's why they'd be able to get two. Um, but I also think, you know, after seeing this deal for Tarasenko, a late first round pick and a high level prospect probably would be in the cards for Patrick Kane as well. I think those are kind of. The, the two um, scenarios, at least in terms of returns that the Blackhawks could be getting for number 88, that just feels what it just feels like the most likely situation at this point. Now, who knows? Maybe Kyle Davidson can go out there and, and fleece another general manager or, or maybe Kane signs a contract extension to a team he gets traded to, which, you know, I think that would make teams more intrigued rather than just having him as a rental for the rest of this season. They could have him on their roster for a couple more years. That may get the Blackhawks a little bit more in return, but also that avenue is certainly more unlikely for Patrick Kane to travel at this point. And the one reason why I say that is because we heard a very interesting tidbit from Emily Kaplan of ESPN after the Tarasenko trade went down. She mentioned that the Rangers elected to go with Tarasenko or elected to pursue him the most actively because they thought that the asking price for both Patrick Kane and Timo Meyer from the San Jose Sharks was a little bit too high. But Kaplan also added that she heard the Rangers had concerns over Patrick Kane's injury. And folks, it sure sounds like Patrick Kane's injury is very much public knowledge at this point. And I heard Charlie Romeliotis a frequent guest here of the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, mentioned on his show, the Blackhawks Talk podcast yesterday, that he thinks the Kane injury news is being a little bit overblown. The only difference from this time, uh, from right now to this time last year, is that more teams are just aware of, of it. I feel like, I don't like sound, mean to sound like I'm calling Charlie out or anything. I would never do that to my good buddy. But I almost think he's kind of, underestimating the situation a little bit because I really do think this nagging injury that Patrick Kane supposedly has and pretty clear that he has been dealing with here for the past couple of seasons in particular the last few weeks where he missed a couple of games it's been the topic of conversation all over the NHL and I mean I guess rightfully so in a year where Patrick Kane's supposed to get dealt Um, but you just have to wonder how the concerns over his injury is going to affect other general managers like you got to think, if for Patrick Kane as a rental at least, general managers are not going to be wanted. They're not going to want to give up top dollar for Patrick Kane when he's not at 100%. And it feels like 
every other team across the NHL right now is kind of aware that he isn't 100% healthy. Uh, it just makes makes it more difficult for teams wanting to give him or wanting to give up anything for him at that point. And I also think that could kind of play into Patrick Kane perhaps signing an extension if he were to get traded. Because, listen, I, I don't think he or Jonathan Taves want to move two times in a matter of, of just a couple of months. Now, maybe I'm wrong and maybe that's not as big of a deal to them. But you would think if they were to get traded, they'd like to go to a spot where they could possibly sign an extension. And for Patrick Kane, if he's not 100% healthy and he might need surgery in the offseason, could he miss time next year? Is a general manager really going to want to be giving Patrick Kane an extension when there are some injury concerns out there right now? I personally don't think so. I do wonder if there's a scenario where Patrick Kane ultimately uh, elects to sign a deal with the Blackhawks, or or maybe he even just winds up sticking it out for the rest of the season and then making his decision on the free agent market. I wouldn't completely rule it out that um, Kane signs an extension, a one-year extension with the Blackhawks, and maybe goes through this process all over again next season when he is 100% healthy. We've heard that thrown out there on the rumor mill as well. So um, there, there's a lot that could go down, obviously with Patrick Kane before the trade deadline. It feels like it's only gotten more complex with his injury situation at the moment. Um, There are still plenty of suitors out there. Obviously, the Rangers felt like a very likely destination to reunite him with Artemi Panarin. The New York Islanders were also a team that could have been in the mix. Uh, So while there are, you know, two potential suitors kind of out of the picture now, I still think there are a plethora of teams that are going to show interest. But ultimately, to me, It's going to come down to how the general managers feel about Patrick Kane and his health at this point. I think that's really going to be the deal breaker. Uh, I think there are going to be, you know, teams that are interested, but there's no doubt that general managers are going to be a little bit reluctant to give up assets for him right now when there is kind of a question mark hovering around his head uh, about some injury concerns. All right, there are my thoughts on the Patrick Kane trade front following yesterday's deal involving Vladimir Tarasenko. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into a preview of tonight's matchup with the Arizona Coyotes. But first, I need to talk to you all about FanDuel. The NFL playoffs have reached the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday is just a couple days away, and us folks over here at Lockdown are really stoked about our new sports betting partner because they're the number one sportsbook in America right now. It's FanDuel, and if you're new to FanDuel, then that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports both super easy and super fun. And for all you new customers, join today and you'll get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. All you got to do is go and sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to the point spread and player props. You can even combine all your bets for a chance at a greater payout with the same game parlay feature all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. We're just over 48 hours away from the big dance. Go and place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash lockdown. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Real quick, just wanted to say thanks again to everyone out there for making the show your first listen 
here to start off your day. Now for your second listen, go and check out a very relevant podcast for us Blackhawks fans, which is Lockdown NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the 2023 NHL draft. Plus, you can also get top prospect rankings and NHL draft comparisons for every single team. So make sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL Prospects, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Segment two, let's take a quick look at the Blackhawks matchup tonight with the Arizona Coyotes at the United Center. 7.30 puck drop, by the way, for those curious. I will be in attendance. It's been a little bit since I've been down to the UC, but with time potentially ticking on Patrick Kane, excuse me, hiccup, on Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves' tenure with the Blackhawks, uh, I got to get down to the UC ASAP. So I will be in attendance tonight when the Blackhawks take on the Coyotes. Uh, by the way, this is going to be the first of three meetings between these two teams within the next month, folks. Uh, I mentioned on the show yesterday how the Blackhawks, obviously they played Anaheim in their game back from the All-Star break on Tuesday. Here they are uh, Friday night taking on the Arizona Coyotes. That is going to happen again later in this month of February. The Blackhawks are going to have a back-to-back to finish up this month. So I want to say it's a Monday and a Tuesday. Monday night, they'll be taking on Anaheim out on the West Coast. The following night, Tuesday, they will have Arizona in the desert. And then they also take on the Coyotes in Arizona once again on March 18th. So get used to seeing this Coyotes team, Blackhawks fans. They are going to have uh, some very meaningful tankathon matchups coming up in the next couple of weeks. But for the Coyotes, They kicked off their post-All-Star break with a nice little 3-2 win over the Minnesota Wild, which certainly helped the Blackhawks out in the standings. Um, But prior to that, the month of January was not very kind to the Arizona Coyotes, which helped them kind of get right back into the thick of the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. The Coyotes dropped 12 of 15 games in January, which... um, Really helped them surge back to the bottom of the standings. They obviously also lost two to nothing to the Chicago Blackhawks. Kind of an ugly game there. Uh, that was Lucas Reichel's the first game of Lucas Reichel's second stint up in the NHL. Um, Blackhawks pulled off a two nothing victory over the Coyotes on home ice, but it wasn't pretty. Um, not enough shots on goal. They weren't aggressive enough with the puck on their stick. They only beat Connor Ingram, the backup for Carl Vemelka, one time. Um, fortunately, Alex Stalock was able to pitch a shutout in net to lead the Blackhawks to victory, but it was a really close game between these two teams in the first meeting and came down to the wire. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a struggle for both of these teams, obviously, throughout the majority of the season. The Coyotes actually got off to a really good start, but they've come back down to where everyone expected them to be here in the last couple of months, and a huge reason for that, Blackhawks fans. Listen to this. The Coyotes have lost 16 consecutive games on the road. 16. They're a fine team on home ice. Mold Arena? It's been rocking. It's been working well for the Yotes so far this season. On the road has been putrid. The last win on the road for the Coyotes was way back on November 23rd. That's not a typo. They went all of December and all of January with picking up a road win. My, oh my. It has been an issue for them away from Mullet Arena. Uh, Maybe they can help out the Blackhawks, though, and get back into the W column 
and snap that streak here tonight. Um, but yeah, for Arizona, a, a big part of their offensive success as a team this year, got to talk about this for a second, is former Blackhawk Nick Schmaltz. He has missed some time due to injury, which has kind of been one of his Achilles heels since being uh, acquired by the Coyotes, at least. It feels like he just hasn't been able to stay healthy, but uh, when he has, he and Clayton Keller have been the consistent point producers for this Coyotes offense, and Schmaltz has seven points in his last five games coming into tonight's matchup at the UC. You know he's probably going to have an, uh, a little bit of an extra pep in his step, so keep an eye on Nick Schmaltz, who will be centering the top line for the Arizona Coyotes tonight, alongside Clayton Keller when these two teams square off at 7.30 p.m. CT. All right, there is my quick preview of tonight's matchup at the United Center. Coming up in just a moment, I will talk about what we could see out of the Blackhawks lineup and Jackson Stauber being set to make his third NHL start in net. But first, I got to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories? Well, then you got to try Built Bar. And I know we just got through the holidays. My goal personally is to eat a little bit better here in 2023. And if you're like me and you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise the taste, then you got to try Built Bar because with Built, healthy isn't healthy is actually tasty, excuse me. And what makes Built Bar so delicious, you may be asking. Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors such as churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and many, many more. Plus, they only have 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein in each bar. And now, you don't even got to wait around to get a box, because you can go on down to your local Walmart or Sam's Club, go on over to the pharmacy section, and grab a box of Bilt Bars for yourself. You can grab a four-pack right now of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. You can thank me later. All right, before I wrap up the show for today, folks, let's talk about what we could see out of the Blackhawks lineup when they meet up with the Arizona Coyotes tonight. First, looks like the Blackhawks are going to be without Captain Jonathan Taves. Once again, uh, he missed the game on Tuesday against the Anaheim Ducks, and he hasn't been able to return to practice since. Now, we have seen uh, or have heard that Jonathan Taves was spotted in the gym. He's been lifting weights. Apparently, he's handling all of it well, but just still is a little bit other under the weather, uh, some type of illness, non-COVID-related illness, I guess I should add. But Taves isn't going to play here tonight, and it looks like he's also not going to play in his hometown of Winnipeg tomorrow when the Blackhawks travel north of the border to take on the Jets. So the Blackhawks are going to be without their captain in both games of this back-to-back. That means the forward group is expected to remain the same, at least. The Blackhawks just wrapped up their morning skate, and Coach Luke Richardson, from what we saw, elected to keep the forward lines the same. That means Tyler Johnson, Jason Dickinson, and Patrick Kane will remain as the top line. Dickinson has been awesome since getting this opportunity with number 88. He's got goals in three consecutive games. Patrick Kane also has a four-game point streak going himself as well. The second line will be Philip Kurashev, Max Domi, and Taylor Radish. I thought those three actually um, moved the puck pretty well in the first game back against Anaheim on Tuesday night. Didn't get anything to show for it, um, but I, I really could see this trio coming up with a goal or two here tonight if they're able to build off of their performance on Tuesday. 
The third line will remain Andreas Athanasiu, Sam Lafferty, and Colin Blackwell. Uh, all three of those guys really have been playing their best hockey of the season in the past couple of weeks. I've talked a bunch lately about how Sam Lafferty's strong play has kind of um, put him on the radar and supposedly a ton of NHL teams are interested in him. And I've even read that the Blackhawks could be possibly getting a second round pick for Sam Lafferty. That seems a little crazy to me. I think a third round pick is probably more likely. But if there's a second there on the table for Sam Lafferty, and this is coming from someone who absolutely loves this dude, you have to trade Sam Lafferty for a second round pick. It's kind of crazy. I just had a flashback in my head of a show early on in the season. My breakout candidate of the year was Sam Lafferty. And I talked about how if he does go on to break out, he could prove to be an intriguing uh, target at the trade deadline, kind of like Brandon Hagel. And here we are approaching the trade deadline. Lafferty's playing his best hockey of the season. Kind of crazy how it's all coming uh, to fruition. But I do think if there's a second on the table for Lafferty, you got to pull the trigger. Excited to see what this third line has in store tonight. And the fourth line will remain Boris Kachuk, Mackenzie Whistle, and Reese Johnson. On the back end for the Blackhawks, looks like they're going to be getting the same thing. Jake McCabe, Seth Jones as the top D pairing, which I love to see. Don't love to see Jack Johnson remaining in the lineup, but doesn't sound like uh, Luke Richardson really has a choice at this point. I don't think Jared Tenorti is fully ready to come back just yet, but it does sound like he could be entering the lineup tomorrow night against the Jets. And then that leaves on the third defensive pairing, Caleb Jones and Ian Mitchell, who I thought played really well together on Tuesday night against the Ducks. Ian Mitchell was buzzing out there. His skating was looked really impressive to me. So we'll see if Mitchell can uh, keep up that pace once again here tonight for the Blackhawks. And then in net, we got Jackson Stauber looking like he's going to make his third NHL start. It's been a pretty uh, impressive first two starts for Stauber up to this point. He's got a 2-0-0 record with wins over the Blues. Who else did he beat? Why am I blanking right now? All-star break. It'll get to you. Either way, he's 2-0 with a 2.00 goals against average. 940 save percentage so far. Pretty impressive from Mr. Jackson Stauber. Looks like the plan for the Blackhawks, and that is to give Stauber the Coyotes tonight, and that will allow Peter Morazic to get the nod on the road tomorrow up in Winnipeg. And with this being the goalie situation right now, I haven't checked my phone. We probably have some sort of update from Luke Richardson, but it doesn't sound like uh, Alex Stalock is going to be ready to go, at least at the beginning of the Blackhawks road trip. Not sure if he's even going to be traveling at this point, but with Stauber getting the start tonight, Morazic probably going to go tomorrow. It uh, just doesn't seem like Alex Stalock is fully ready to make his return as of this moment. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Friday, February 10th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you get your podcasts, and go and subscribe to the channel on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2. Or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. I'm pressing random buttons on my computer right now. I don't know what's happening. But until tomorrow's episode, there will be a show coming out tomorrow. I'll break down the results of this game. I'll also preview the matchup against the Jets. Until tomorrow's episode, it's going to do it here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team 
every day.